come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, a movie review podcast that comes at you every week. You can find new episodes every Saturday on Apple Podcasts, now Google Podcasts. Uh, Tune in. They got iHeartRadio. Their Google's finally getting with it. I know, yeah. yeah. Like, what was the whole deal? Like, why didn't they so, have their own? Well, they had what the Google Play Music we were on. Yeah, and that oh, really sure. sucked for podcasts. Honestly, it's not great. Have you platform. tried out their new app? No, no, because okay. like half the stuff I listen to isn't available on there. So we're also on Alexa. Apparently, you can get us oh, on Alexa. Oh, was she listening? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she's always listening. <laughs> we should probably That's go when around. You say, you say Alexa, subscribe to the Saturday Night Freak Show, please. You're welcome, right. guys. That's right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that set everything off. Uh, so we should go around the table and introduce ourselves. Who are these internet radio superstars? Michaela. Sean. Holly. And I'm Colin. And tonight we watched the movie that was chosen by... Holly. Holly, what did we watch tonight? We watched The Last Exorcism. From the year... 2010. Directed by... Daniel Stamm. Who also did... Not very much. <laughs> uh, he directed uh, some episodes of Fear the Walking Dead and the Scream TV series. Okay, so he got a career out of this. is like yeah. a first movie kind of deal? This was his first full length, right? Uh, his first full length, yeah. And yeah, his his it was like two shorts I'd never heard of. When yeah, I it was this. like his yeah. his like student thesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. his IMDb is not very long. No. Yeah, but this uh, got a mainstream Hollywood release because it was produced by Eli Roth, who's famous for. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so I don't think we have to tell you guys who he's famous for. Yeah. For not for having for good not ideas and good, ins- yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's it right that. there. <laughs> That's it. Like he's directing like Amblin movies now, like because uh, he was supposed to do the Meg, like for the longest time. Yeah. He was attached to the Meg, mm-hmm. and then he did uh, he's did the uh, house with the clock in its walls. Yeah, yeah. The, what a terrible name for a movie! Horrible. Jesus Christ, that's awful. It's horrible. a young adult. It's like a kids movie. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, like that's your gateway. Like not selling movie. me. Not no. you're you're pushing me farther away. The more it's we so, talk about this, it sounds like a like a fucking Edgar Allan Poe poem or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's got Jack Black and Kate uh, Blanchett. I think because it anyway. does. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. That's unfortunate yeah. for them. And it's from like Steven Spielberg, produced by <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg. Produced by. I think so. that it's an Amblin. I think it's Produce, an Amblin. Sorry, film. missed yeah. that. Produce, gotcha. Produce. Yeah. yeah, He's 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 out of it. Well, who? Uh, he's Spielberg. in a sleepy old man phase right now. Like, Something. Like, yeah. like, well, I mean, he's still producing the same kind of stuff that he used to produce, but you know, now it's like you know, it, the career trajectory of Eli Roth is what's you know, it's bad. Kind of interesting. It's like what happened to this guy? He was a horror guy. Then he got in with Quentin Tarantino and Hostel and all that. Then he kind of went like, I'm going to be an actor or whatever. And now he's back with, uh, I mean, what was the two that he did like back? Green Inferno and Mm. Knock Knock, right? Yes, and those are both terrible. And then after that, he did Death Wish, the Bruce Willis movie. Clown? Didn't he have some involvement in Clown? He produced it. Presents Clown. Presents Clown. He presented it. I mean, Death Wish is not a bad movie, but you could not tell like who directed it. It's one of those like nameless. And it was a long time ago. No, it was uh, like, the Eli Roth one was last year. Oh, last Death year. Wish. Death Wish. Should, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah Death yeah. Wish. No, that was yeah. recently. Like a year it? Ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was. Yeah, no, it's a decent movie, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's bleached of like personality. Oh, I'm sure it doesn't look anything like a. Oh, yeah, it's an Eli Roth movie. Yeah, you would you never know. Yeah, and I think yeah, House of the Clock and its walls. So, is, are you think he's doing one for them, one for me? 
No, I think now he's playing the game to become a yeah. Hollywood filmmaker. Oh, you know? well, good. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back in the day More when he produced with movies. the machine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he wants to make some money, right? He's tired of... Uh, oh, I'm sure he's just hurting for indie. money, right? Yeah. I mean, dude's gotten the shit where you're just like, yeah, Steven Spielberg produced for you, would you say no? I would not say no. No. So, you know, I guess at some level we can't blame him for doing this. You I was literally Spielberg thinking the same movies. thing. I was like, I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at a certain point you're like, well, I got to make a lot of movies that I wanted to make. Now I'm yeah. just going to Yeah, now I'm going to do the Spielberg. movies. Of the, what do you got? Yeah. You got Death Wish. I'll do Death yeah, Wish. Yeah, you got a house with a clock in his walls. Okay. Let's do it's it. just sure. frustrating to see these people that have good inspiration and good taste and good education and still can't make anything good. You know, like mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's kind of like that too. He has good inspiration and somewhat good taste, but he can't make anything good. Like it's where I don't understand where the mm-hmm. disconnect is happening between what they know and what they've studied and what they're able to produce. Right. Just don't get it. Where does it get uh, lost in translation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it's direct translation. And some of that I maybe, think is like maybe what like the, Hol- uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween was like. That's the interference, and that's you know. Although I guess uh, not House of Courses, uh, Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. Although having watched other movies, we know that that's just him stealing mm-hmm. from other movies. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's still. I mean, if you, yeah. it's you know distilling a bunch of stuff. He put it together well. But the oh, thing yeah, about his career was that you know after I think Halloween two, there was a whole bunch of buzz about he wanted to do the Broad Street Bullies about the yeah. Philadelphia hockey team, and uh, like nobody wants to see a fucking Rob Zombie drama. They just won't give you the money for it, you know. Right. So he kind of has to do. Then he did thirty one, you know. I was like, well, we'll give you the money for that a horror trash. movie. You know? Jesus. We should probably shouldn't you see, even talk about that. You see, <laughs> yeah, you see Rob Zombie hockey movie. Then I'm like, hmm, interesting. Rob Zombie hockey. Hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. I'd go see it. <laughs> so this movie, this movie, uh, came out in 2010. 2010. and it is part of a genre of film that I don't think we've <laughs> that we uh, saw all the trailers for before this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. The, I was like, the which way you're going with uh, exorcism movies or found footage? Yeah, because with... these are two like yeah. genres have been run into the ground intersecting in this movie. Which but is... I don't think we've touched on found footage we movies on this show. First. first one. <laughs> what are yeah. we, 200 and almost 90 episodes in and we've done found footage. Finally. Mm-hmm. Finally. 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 We've, I've cracked been waiting that for so long. Finally. And I'm Finally sitting here suffering hardcore footage. from motion sickness. So let's speed this up. <laughs> we finally did it. Yeah. Uh, found footage came about because of the success of the Blair Witch Project in 1999, but right. really found its stride once the Paranormal Activity movies came out. Yep. That's and then big. it seemed like mm-hmm. everybody wanted to make a found footage horror movie. sure did, Colin. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones in there. There There's are a lot some of bad ones. ones. Most, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to, like, you got to go through a lot of bad ones to find a good one, it seems mm-hmm. like, if a lot of the time. If you're willing to do that, yeah. And God bless all of you who are willing to. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not no, some I'm, wait for I'm somebody not. to tell me like this is a good one, and still yeah. I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Well, because like, they uh, all Phoenix have. Forgotten. There's a same. Oh. <laughs> that is that. <laughs> Who told you that was good? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just produced okay. by Ridley <laughs> Scott. <laughs> it's Pro- got top okay, produced doesn't mean a lot. It, it does, yeah, produced doesn't, doesn't mean really anything. Yeah, it's like I'll give you a little money, and uh, you can use my name to yeah. get a bigger release for it. Yeah. And fuck that movie had like a tag. I'm just like. I kind of I'm interested in that movie. It had good marketing. It was everywhere. Yeah, like for the like subject matter, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that sounds interesting. And then people are just like, mm, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it. Uh, yeah. Well, we're at a point in time now where I think the found footage genre has burned itself it's out now for a good couple of years. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, uh, Adam Wingard's Blair Witch for 
putting that nail in the coffin. Because <laughs> yeah. that movie was that really, trash. That really, uh, really did it. I've, but was I've that, had some similar problems between that movie and this movie. Was it because that movie came out after the found footage thing was already done and over with? No, because that movie was just it? bad. That's what just it was. Bad. That movie was just bad. It didn't help it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It may have come out after like the big rush and everything, and everything was all popular, and it was kind of definitely on the downswing. But the yeah. fact that it was a bad movie... Also put the you know nail in the coffin mm-hmm. of this genre. I went to a screener for that, and people straight up walked out of that movie. People were mm. fucking livid, yeah. Good, when good I when them. I went and saw that, and I was like, nope, I'm gonna hang in. Oh no, I, I see will. the whole I, thing. I, I, I yeah. will never walk out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't I've pay for said, it. I'm still mad. I wasted yeah. my time watching that movie. I've always said, if I'm gonna hate a movie, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna hate every minute of it. I'm gonna, so you, I'm so you can be educated in your hate. Yeah, I think I've only walked out on one movie in my whole life. How dare you? What was it? Johnny Mnemonic. How old were you? Did you did you like see 10. the dolphin that was addicted to the internet? How would you know? I was really young. Most ten year olds, I'll count myself in that, are just like dumb. We're just like, uh, all right. You're just happy you to be, be watching a movie. It. Yeah, it's like it's a movie. <laughs> I was just like, I'm over this. I'm gonna call my mom. <laughs> now you can appreciate it for the uh, camp classic that it is, mm-hmm. Johnny Mnemonic. Mm-hmm. If I watched it now, probably I haven't seen it since then. Oh, yeah. You remember Dolph Lundgren? As the street preacher? I don't yeah. remember. Oh, yeah. The dolphin that's addicted to the internet. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, like I, I probably like it now. I've not seen this movie yeah. in a long time. Yeah, I'd probably like I it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, like found footage movies seem to, if they do them now, well, it's not even found footage. It's like Unfriended was one where, you know, yeah. kind of it's it's morphed into now it's the FaceTime movie. But that's kind yeah. of a cool like concept at least at least they tried to be like what if we did a horror movie that took place entirely on the internet mm-hmm. like on screen like that's kind of yeah. a cool idea i don't think it was the first one though it wasn't open windows that uh then there was another one that i saw that, that whose open title windows, i can't I remember it. open windows was uh elijah wood and oh, sasha right. gray i think but it was mm. all took like place. sasha gray from yeah would you rather fame? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it all took place on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. And now there's Dark Web, un, uh, or no, sorry, Unfriended the Dark Web yeah. coming out. And uh, the other offshoot of found footage is the Point of View movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, what was that, Hardcore Henry? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Have there been more of those? Well, Maniac, I suppose, or something like that sure. where you can, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm more for that than found footage, yeah. I will say. You know, there's like three movies in that genre. That for me, it's harder to justify that for a movie. It's harder for the me. POV? Yeah, like it's harder well, how, to what like do you have to justify. Well, why for why am I seeing this movie from one person's perspective the whole time? That's it's, it's to me. It's easier to that's, justify that's, a found footage movie. That's than just simply a POV because, movie. Well, that's what we want you to do, and we think that it's cool yeah. to see. Mm-hmm. Well, the we found footage like movies always have like. I mean, they're always going to be. What are the questions we always ask with a found footage movie? Like, what do you, what are you guys going in looking for? Because one of the things I go in looking for for any found footage movie, and I usually skip most of them. So, you know, but uh, I'm always going in. Why are they filming? Or why yeah. do they continue filming throughout the movie? Right. Right. Why would somebody not just toss a camera down and run the fuck away? But why do you have to apply that logic to these movies? Because I feel like when we watch any other type of movie, we don't even think about. Mm-hmm. on that level you know what i'm yeah. saying like we don't apply those same standards to any other type of movie but this uh, this movie is is built on that but like, they're not trying to pass it off as a real story they're they, you, they're telling you this is a fictional story but they're just telling it in a style that is more realistic they're not saying this is a true story that was not in front of this movie yeah but i think the conceit the con- is that yeah. what you're watching is real i mean that's why the appeal of found footage at least back sure. in blair witch and paranormal 
activity. It's like horror cops, right? You know, cops TV show. It's like, yeah. it's this is re- horror we've been, cops. Well, we've been taught. Can we just make horror cops? <laughs> I, mean, I think that's, that's our RIPD. That's the it's Italian done. movie. Isn't no, uh, uh, the X Files actually did a cops branded oh, right, yeah, episode you, that was, that. yeah. But there was there was one about cops like walking into hell. It was RIPD. Oh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's it not a found names. footage like movie. B- though. B- Baskin. Baskin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Isn't that, is that not it's found a footage? Movie. Uh-uh. No. no, I thought it was. I say Turkish. 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 But I think the idea being that found footage confuses you, kind of like um, you know, um, well, I was going to say like a video game does. I, let me come back to that. So like I, it, because we grew up watching documentary footage and stuff like that on TV mm-hmm. that because that's real right, right. whenever they have mm-hmm. a camera and there's a documentary crew it's like this is real and so the found footage genre co-opted that style yes. and told fictional stuff right. where there's demons and ghosts and hauntings and all that stuff and so it tricks your brain into going like it's more scary than a regular movie because it's re- this is real mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah but all of them ultimately end the exact same way that's yeah. the problem that's the the catch with the found footage movie that you cannot escape is a yeah it's true why are they filming the entire time you have to mm-hmm. come up with some reason to justify that mm-hmm. and b uh, it'll end abruptly yeah with yeah. somebody the camera going you know? yeah <laughs> yeah the camera falls over yeah. Yeah. inevitably yeah. yeah falls over the cam whoever's holding the camera dies mm-hmm. yeah it gets eaten by a giant jj uh, abrams monster yeah, right. Cloverfield did it. I like yeah. Cloverfield. I, Cloverfield's great. One of the better that's, ones. That's uh, one yeah. of my I favorite. feel like there's less of a reason to film in Cloverfield than most mm-hmm. any found footage mm-hmm. movie. That one has the weakest. Well, because they even filming. have to have a line. I got to document this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Which. Yeah. All right. <laughs> when they were literally just going to a party. That's like the the whole story of like the whole first arc of the movie is like we're going to our friend's party. Yeah. And like, it's like oh, so you have to film every single thing that's happening at this party. Don't you do that at parties? It's not 1989 <laughs> anymore. So no. I don't know. I do understand the uh at a certain point the uh it's the uh you know like uh, in a, a large event is going on i'll call it a terrorist event because i mean that's what they think it is in that movie anyway and why you would want to record that mm-hmm. like such a big event like that happening i understand that more i'm not going to forgive it completely but i understand it more mm-hmm. than you know stuff like this although again at a certain point when your life is in danger or you're climbing through fucking buildings and shit yeah the building part is the one that always got me I was why, like, this why is... you're still it's like use both hands damn it right yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's why i was always the proponent of like one of the cameras that is just on you like yeah. body cameras yeah, and stuff yeah. would mm-hmm. make but that technology sense. didn't exist until recently right so that's, yeah, that's the GoPro. Thing. but that's and, that's the cop movie i want to see but blair witch did that the simon or the adam wingard one did that mm-hmm. and it did not work very well. That movie had body cams and like drone yeah, cameras um, uh, yeah, and uh, all that stuff, and it made that movie worse. Very true. I blame the sound design. That's just me. <laughs> the fact that there was. But I feel design. like it, That's I feel the other like in about these movies. I feel like in this movie, it's slightly more justified because I feel like the reason they keep filming it's it's plainly his vanity. That's the force driving the fact that he keeps telling them keep filming. It's his vanity project. Uh-huh. Does he and they're a, they're a documentary film crew. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I suppose, you know, I mean, that justifies better than, you know, say like, I mean, and I'm not uh, giving a slight to Cloverfield, but, you know, the idea that like a documentary film crew, I think, thinks in a way that like I'm 
I film everything. I document yeah. everything about my life it's like or the whatever. Fucking, like Discovery Channel people you see behind the scenes where they're like running from a bear, but they're still like running backwards trying right. to film yeah. it. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, <laughs> they actually do do that. Uh, or like yeah. Vice News when they're like, hey, we're going in this place yeah. where cameras aren't allowed, but we're going to take ours anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's every Vice News article ever. Yeah. You Did know? you see... And the Nazis uh, are like, you're filming? <laughs> there was a movie that actually co-opted the Vice, like got official Vice branding on oh, really? it. It yeah. was, um, oh, it was a Ty West movie. Movie, the uh, oh, the, the sacrament, <laughs> the sacrament. It was basically like a fictional retelling of the Jim Jones uh, mm-hmm. Georgetown mm-hmm. or Jonestown massacre right. thing. But it, I mean, it was like these guys from Vice are going in. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. So it's like blurring that line. Yeah, even that's, more. Cr- like, that's a cool idea real? to do that. <laughs> a better yeah, idea yeah. that you get some company or at least a well-known entity to sign on for something like mm-hmm. that. It gives a little more legitimacy to it. You know, way back in the seventies. Now I didn't see this. But, ah, story time with Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like, where did? Well, because the Blair Witch guys said that they were inspired by this show that was called In Search of, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, Leonard Nimoy Nimoy, I think hosted it, and it was like this week we're in search of Bigfoot, and this week Mm -hmm. we're in search of the Loch Ness monster, and whatever. Was the footage of Bigfoot on that show like the footage Um, we know the 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 Patterson Gimlin footage? Uh, I don't think so because I think that footage predated that show. Oh, did it? That footage is like sixty. That's old, yeah. Seven ish. It's very old. That's it. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. show, I mean, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen it, but I, I've seen other things, you know, that are like that. But it kind of gives you that it's a creepy show about, yeah. like, because it's real people and they get, you know, what felt like close to an area where something actually happened or whatever. And, uh, yeah. and then they always inevitably cut to, it's like, and I was walking through the woods. And I felt something watching me. Yeah, then, then there's the recreation too. Yeah, right? and then you cut to the recreation. Yep. Right. Yeah, and then I heard yep. something running after me, so I ran. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love those shows. And I suppose before Blair Witch, we should uh, pay a debt uh, to Cannibal Holocaust. Of course, the greatest. Is it? <sighs> I mean, hey, no. you, you feel that way about it, so it did something right. It, I was it. It's never going to be dethroned as the most impactful found footage movie of all that'll time. That'll fuck anybody up yeah, at any time. At any I point think. in like human history, I think. 20 years yeah. from now, yeah. that, that'll still be fucking people. Well, that yeah, one had mm-hmm. uh, lawsuits, if I remember. Yeah, yes. where lawsuits. People, had to... people bringing in, it's just like, we, you need to prove these people aren't dead. Yeah. Yeah. You bring yeah. them into court, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. And he made him show how they did the impalement scene, yeah. which is like she had to sit on the bicycle seat and they had the like tennis ball thing in her throat. And it was, uh. yeah, it's. Uh, Real animal killings documented. Yeah, that's the thing. I always fast worst. forward through the animal killings. I think good. they make a version now where that edits those out. Oh, oh I'd watch that then. Yeah, I thought. Uh, Which sounds horrible to say because lots of people get raped and murdered in that movie, but, but like the animal killings. Are, the animal killings real. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they yell. Yeah. The monkey, the, the monkey. The armadillos are screaming. And just, uh, <laughs> Have you seen everyone, this? Okay, Ali, everyone Ali has a different animal that bothers them the most. For me, it's the monkey. It's the armadillo. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it was the, the turtle. turtle the turtle's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, the turtle's bad. For me, it's the monkey. There's, yeah. it's face there's off. a fucking reason I've avoided this movie. Do yeah. any of you think I would enjoy this movie? Mm, no. no. No, I would fucking hate it. No. That's no. why I will you not watch it. And, like, anybody that you would be like, you know what? You'd enjoy this movie. You don't want to be near that person. No, 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 no. Yeah, a person who enjoys that enjoys that movie. Bernie once tried to tell me to watch it. I was like, fuck you, I am not watching that goddamn movie. I, I no. own it for the novelty that it is, sure. but not because I enjoy watching yeah. it. Sure. Like it's, I'll never. The only time I've ever watched it is when people are found out I own it, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you own that? Can we watch it?" And I'm like, 
You're sure. gonna get like 20 minutes in and be like, I'm done with this. So like, sure, you, yeah. you know, you like, can watch it. You yeah, I'll let you borrow it. Do you yeah. get more desensitized to it the more you watch it? No, I just know when to like. Oh, I need to go refill my beer now. Uh-huh. You know, you, you learn at the points where it's like, and uh, I, I need to skip yeah. this you part. You have to yeah. watch that often to get desensitized from yeah, it because by the time you watch it, you're just like, Bleh. I mean, yeah. I think, and then you wait so long to want. You're like, okay, I'm gonna watch it again. Then you're just like, Bleh. Mm-hmm. yeah, because it's real back to back. I think more. I'm aware of the movie. I have no. It's yeah. never happening. It's yeah. never happening. Yeah. Well, there you go. There it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the closest you get to. Well, not the close, but uh, uh, that I've seen. If that's any one of the you bring like, it, I'm not coming that night. And, and don't, you know, don't bother bottom. watching the Green Inferno as a substitute because it is no substitute for that movie. That movie, movie is absolutely terrible. It's the more palatable. Uh, hey, you can go watch it in your mainstream multiplex version of Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, but I oh, guess so. It's glossed poorly up made and, and it's just mm, bad storytelling, bad CGI, yeah, really bad like CGI. Mm-hmm. The ants on that guy. That one scene was like the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. I think life. it was on the HBO app, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to, this one's deserved to be watched on a phone, so I'm going to yeah, skip it is. through this and just be like, mm, nope, I saw it in good. theaters. Not good. I, mm-hmm. So did I. Yeah, was the thing. Because it got delayed. So yeah. I was like, I've been waiting for this for so long, and then it finally came out a year after I was supposed to see it, and then I was like, wow, waited yeah. all that time for yeah, this. For the reason. Cool. Well, this movie, The Last Exorcism, is uh, about a documentary crew that's following around a uh, shyster, a reverend, a reverend in Baton Rouge, right? So he's a well, he's not really a, like a celebrity preacher. In his yeah, community, I would yeah, say in his, is in his community. He's 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 well known. <laughs> in his community. There's he's there's a, a different there's a different type of celebrity in the church world. Well, he's no. known. He's no Joe Austin. Like no, he's, he's no mega church guy, but in his yeah. community, he's like a local celebrity. Yeah. And people from a, in the he's, area he's putting, putting his hand up people's forehead and pushing them over. And like, oh, hey, yeah. yeah. What is that? Like, uh, I mean, that's real. That's Pentecostal. Happen. What's the brand of religion that we've got going on? There? I think it's where you heal people by uh, you know, laying your hands upon them and. Yep. Yeah, he doesn't necessarily Pentecostal speak does in, a lot of the speaking in tongues. The stuff. tongues. Yeah. 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 Have you ever watched that? Documentary Jesus Camp. Yeah, 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 that was the most one of the that that's was more the most disturbing, disturbing documentary yeah, I've ever that's seen. That's more disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that's more Those than kids speaking in tongues was uh, that's nightmare more than just fuel. Pentecostal. That shit happens in like assemblies of God church. That's that's the shit they did in the yeah. church I went to. Like I went to high school to Christian school, and that's the shit they did there. Yeah, yeah I like I, stories I, as well. I grew up with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but, very real, man. But this takes so his name's Cotton Marcus, the yes. the character. His but, name, Colin, Cotton. is Professor Lasky from Saved by the Bell, the college years. Is that Lasky? Uh, what? That's yes. it. Yes. Jesus, I knew I knew him from Professor something. Lasky Fuck. Who had an affair with Kelly. So he actually had a uh, career Lasky. beyond this movie. He's, he's, he's done he all the TV. TV. He's been in every TV every show single ever TV in the past 25 years. He still works. Working. Yeah, he's What's still his real name? He's in Better Call Saul. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Fabian? Fabian. Fabian, yeah. Patrick Fabian. He looks like a poor man's Patrick Wilson, doesn't he? He No, he looks like yeah. a different version of... Uh, he's got a very Donahue, toothy Michael, smile. D- D- Donna, no, I'll remember it later. It's cool. Yeah. Well, he, this guy has suffered a crisis of faith sure. at some point. And so... But he is an exorcist, right? And he I is. guess that's what I'm saying. He's famous enough that people from the he area... Was it 10 years ...send old? him... Not uh, even from the area. Like, didn't he say when he was going through his mailbox, like, this one's from Indiana, this one's from, uh, like, so, like, all over the yeah. country, yeah. people yeah. know. He's yeah. an exorcist. Yeah. He's a well-known exorcist. Again, like I said, in, in the church world, there is a different level of celebrity than the rest of the world. Like, there, there, there's this bubble of, of known people, of known speakers. There's just... It's it's strange. If you're if you're involved in this world at all, you're, you're in a completely different world. 
Like you're shut off from normal people and you hear about people that the rest of the world is just like, who the fuck is that? But everyone in the church world knows who it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very strange. And yeah, that's but I kind assume of what that, that same thing happens in the country music world, which I know nothing about. Uh, I'm every are, subculture. Yeah, is subculture. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's true. <laughs> but I, I, they, they mentioned too at the beginning that his dad basically groomed him like from yes. when he was a kid to be like a celebrity mm-hmm. preacher because they talk about how yeah. like they staged this whole thing of him being this like child prodigy preacher, yes. like a Jesus camp kid basically. Yeah, yeah. they staged yeah. the oh, a Jesus yeah. camp you know, situation. But that made me think of, you know, uh, well, we were watching Star Crash, right? Marjo Gortner. He was that kid. Oh, yeah. Marjo oh, Gortner was like a, a prodigy teacher when he, or a oh, preacher God. when he, he was a kid. He has no charisma. <laughs> <laughs> or too much charisma. I haven't I figured it out. And he left it to become an actor. And I can't started. figure it out with that guy. <laughs> too much charisma. He, wow. he might have too yeah. much charisma. It comes out in bursts. It's weird. I actually kind of dug this backstory that they I built did too. into it. It's not bad. Yeah, I liked it. The banana bread recipe. That was so funny. I love that scene every that time. That was funny. And like, I'm sorry I keep going on my experiences, but where I came from, that was called object preaching, and it was a real thing we did. You take a random object and you preach about it just to see if you can. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing, and I'm sorry to say that. But he doesn't even do that. He just says the recipe in like a really expressive tone. That's all he really does. He's like, you take it's two true. bananas and you put them in the bowl, and it's like screaming <laughs> it, and the congregation's yeah. going crazy. And yeah, what yeah. did Eddie Eddie Izzard say? It's like it's seventy percent of how you look, twenty mm-hmm. percent yes. of how you sound. It's mm-hmm. only ten percent what you say. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. all that matters. Yeah. Exactly. It is. It's performance. Yeah, in you look some good. Way. Yeah. Sound good. Yeah. Well, didn't he even say that? And he said, "I'm technically a preacher, but I'm actually a performer." Yeah. Right? Is what yeah. he said. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I like it so much because, like, this part of the story is so authentic. This mm-hmm. is like real shit. This is how it is. I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. The first, so that I would say, the first, like, uh, the first, like, half of the movie, maybe. Uh, is detailing this guy's like desire to expose um, exorcisms as fraud, right? Yes. So he intends to do his last exorcism. He's done a bunch of them over the years, right? To He's show his how last one easy it is to Maybe to dupe people. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so to do to this end, to do this, he just answers a letter at random. Of the stack of letters that he received. Yeah. Convenient. And it directs him to the Sweetser farm in uh, some rural part of Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Wormwood? Ironwood? Something like Lincoln that. Lincolnwood. Nope. Something like that. <laughs> I like the way you said that, Lincolnwood. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the Sweetser farm, we have we are introduced to the rest of the characters, which mm-hmm. is uh, Papa Sweetser. Louis. Lewis, call him that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who's, who's Peter Abernathy from Westworld? The yeah. Lord's dad. Lord's dad. Yeah. And he looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. He's a salt of the earth kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then there's the elder kind of uh, troubled, troublesome son, Caleb, Caleb. Caleb Lander Jones. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's he's been getting a lot of work lately. Good yeah. for him. Last you know? year, last was year he was in like all him. the movies. Yeah. He was in Get Out, Three Billboards, The Florida Project. Yeah, yeah. he was in. Good for him, man. Kid works. He was in all those movies and no Oscars for him, though. That's the well, yeah. He's giving me one it of those actors like, that's in all no of it. There's no country for old men. He's yeah. been in X-Men yeah. movies. Yeah. But yeah. it feels like all of the parts he's that he does is like close he? to who he actually is, which is like, he just... No, he's, he's, a, yeah. creepy he's, he's a creepy guy. He's a yeah. creepy little fucker. Especially yeah. that kind of whatever mustache thing he had going on Get Out was like... Yeah. And that like greasy ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's who you actually are in real life, isn't it? I think it is. 
That, see, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It feels like, yeah, it feels like whatever he's playing these characters. Oh, you should get an Oscar. No, no, that's, he's just playing himself. Like, Maybe he's not. You don't know. I don't know because he was Banshee and uh, that guy's not even a redhead. Yeah. <laughs> that's how good he's English. He is. No, they, if they did a remake of a Christmas story, he would be Scott Fargus. Oh, like absolutely. he would absolutely, absolutely. be Scott Fargus. He is like Probably. born to be that sleazy he's bully so kid sleazy. for the, his whole life. You could probably still get Zach Ward to do that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, the other major character in this then is Nell, the troubled daughter, the yes. the the possessed person of. Uh, of must the be last exercised. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's played by actress <laughs> Ashley Bell. Ashley Bell. And this is usually the who thing you may that, know from certain <laughs> movies. Ex, last Exorcism too. And that's yeah, that's, that's about it. it. That's <laughs> about Literally it. Yeah. yeah. yeah Which is hours. okay. So, but th- that's a thing that I guess I am curious to hear what your guys' take on this is because when the movie came out, I mean, it came out with a uh, uh, a Hollywood promotional push, mm-hmm. and both of them, uh, Patrick Fabian and Ashley Bell, were on various talk shows and interview clips. And watching the movie, it's like, did you get the sense that this is like a showcase for these two actors? That these guys would go off to do more like this is a launching pad for a career. I experienced a very different marketing system. Um, this movie came out at the height of chat roulette. Oh, no. I don't remember if you guys remember that. Yeah. Uh, and they marketed on chat roulette so that you could randomly land on some creepy <laughs> ass scene from this movie with her, like her back all bended backwards and shit. Explain to me chat roulette real quick. Oh, yeah. you did you I know, not? I know. Of, I never miss? experienced it. Oh, my God. I know. It is a terrible, it, terrible idea. Kinda. On the surface, it sounds good, but then you realize the internet's full of terrible people. Right. So. It's not going to work. Um, it is your video chatting, and you hit the chat roulette button, and it randomly video chats you with someone. Just anywhere uh, in the world that's on chat roulette. Just to talk to someone? Any, yeah, but like could people, be anything. You just all anyone, of a sudden are hooked up with... Just, randomly match with someone. And people did it for a long time because celebrities were on it. So like they were getting to like randomly talk to, you know... I can see that so, poll. Yeah, yeah. I can see why I you would do that. it for that. It's just like, oh, right. that's just like it immediately became penises everywhere. Immediately was like penises <laughs> like, everywhere. Yeah, like ah, It was up obviously. for like three well, days yeah. before it got infiltrated <laughs> by like amateur porn. You know, like it, it got... It didn't last very long. And that's but, why I'm like, yeah. of course, that's the first place yeah, everybody's yeah. going to go yeah. to. Like, I barely talk to my friends. Why would I want to talk to people right? I don't know? Yeah, yeah. It's really lonely people, Sean. I guess so. Yeah. So, yeah. at the Sweetser Farm, sure. we're going yeah. to watch exorcism. Reverend Cotton Marcus uh, perform his last exorcism. Yeah. And how does he do that, Holly? Um, He's got a lot of little tricks up his sleeve. He goes in and he kind of finesses the family, and once they're they're cool with cool with him coming in, bringing his camera crew, um, he's got a lot of little things that he's going to set up to perform his fake exorcism because this is all just to uh, it's, it's a placebo effect for the family. Like he know all of it's fake, but he knows that it's like a, a mental thing that they need to cleanse themselves of. So he's setting up the room with like wires to make pictures shake and like fake smoke and speakers speakers to make uh, like ghostly noises and so he's got a lot of little tricks how much of the movie do you figure that this occupies this whole like up until they he exercises her and heads out the first act I guess it feels like it was longer it feels like 45 minutes it's a while I'd say he leaves at like the 45 minute mark yeah yeah I like the way the scenes you're talking about, mm-hmm. the way this is edited. I, that's it might be one of my favorite. It's parts. great editing. Yeah, because it's great editing. Because it really they is. go, they just start going. 
strictly or uh, uh, sincerely into the exorcism part, and then I, I it feels like they're playing it for laughs because it comes off There's funny to me. There is, there is humor. There is humor. Some humor. They're yeah. almost some of the shots feel like they're almost starting to veer into like Office and Parks and Rec territory. Oh, for like sure. Like they get really close to it, where I'm feeling a laugh coming. Yeah. But they they almost get there and they just cut to it. But the the editing in this scene is pretty great. Like yeah. th- certain things would happen and, and then they would just cut to like and these are nine volt batteries and this is how yeah. I make the sounds yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like him sitting in his car explaining how his whole kit works, you right. know. Yeah. And like even when he first like loads up his little kit in the car, he looks at the camera and like kind of winks a little bit. Like yeah, yeah. this is yeah. my bag of tricks, you know. Yeah. yeah. Because like in the beginning of the movie, we see him literally do like a fucking Las Vegas card trick to like his yes. whole congregation. Yep. So like. From off the bat, you know, he's kind of just, like, doing these performances. Mm-hmm. And we should mention that the reason why he's doing these, like, placebo exorcisms is because kids have actually died from, like, right. being suffocated and things that happened to them right? Which is, during exorcisms. Which, which is does true happen. to real life. That's, yeah. Actu- yeah. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, they suffocate the shit out of some kids. Yes. It's like, yeah, this will help them. Mm-hmm. If they can't breathe, mm-hmm. they can't breathe in the demon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Guessing here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that. <laughs> the block off all entry to the face. <laughs> and it will stop the demons from coming in. <laughs> That's how that works. Well, because I think the dude says at one point, like, as he's reading from his ancient grimoire, right? Which is uh, <laughs> yeah. if you want to save someone's soul, only death can save a person's right. soul unless right. they are exercised, which he tells to the father, which mm-hmm. ends up being an extremely uh, bad idea mm-hmm. you know, later in the movie. But I mean, so there's basically this first setup, which functions as a documentary movie. And like, you can imagine that this is an episode of, you know, discovery something investigates. Right. Sure. <clears throat> but then when they leave, that's when everything starts to go screwy because it yeah. always does in this type of movie, mm-hmm. right? It's like uh, you go in, like it's, gonna, it's yeah. all going to be fake and whatever. It's a psychological thing. But no, nope, it turns out there actually is a demon. Is there? Is there a demon? Is there? Is there? I don't know. Well, I don't know, Gal. How, what, how does, uh, okay, so is this, I, mean, I was going to ask you how the uh, supernatural manifests itself in this character of Nell, but is this just like a bunch of rote stuff that happens in. Every possession movie of this type. I mean, this uh, this yeah. one, yeah, no, this. One, I don't know how much you want to me us to say at this point, you know. Yeah, because I mean, this one, there's there's like I don't know what like three fake outs. I mean, at I, least, I don't know how, to, yeah. how else to describe it, like because there's there's three different scenarios that you're. The character is saying like, okay, this is psychological. And it's like, oh, maybe not. And then the next, and then the next part. Oh, maybe it is psychological. Oh, maybe not. They do it like three times. Yeah. So it's hard to say at this point. Do you feel manipulated by the end of that? Or were you along for the ride with the like, oh, my God, what's happening? We should ask Sean. He just saw this for the first time. The rest of us have seen this before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Or is this so familiar maybe, that you... I think maybe I should say my opinion I mean, the end. I mean, Mikhail and I were talking earlier. And like, it all so, seems very familiar. I'll, I'll say that for this, now. Yeah. I find that surprising because I feel like the thesis statement of this movie is the opposite of every exorcism slash found footage movie I've ever seen. I, I feel like so too. every found footage movie is like these niche group of people that have this belief that they need to prove to the world, right? Mm. And this movie is like, what you all believe is wrong, and I'm not going to disprove that your theory is wrong. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do and then go on my way. And that's yeah. the, that's the thesis. This movie, I feel like, is the complete opposite of every found footage and exorcism movie I've seen. Then it might be, there might be another, 
<laughs> narrative element to it that seems very familiar. Um, I think it's just going into and it's seeming that the situation is one way, you know, a fake out to make you think that it is a different way. And then they go back to, oh, no, it was what we thought it was in order to then get you to the end where you're just like, oh, maybe it is the thing. Maybe it is um, demons and whatnot. I, th- I think the the way they, you know, go back and forth trying to make you believe it is one thing and then it's not. And, you know, I think that feels familiar to me. Well, ultimately, it kind, found of, footage. it kind of takes on the, like, all exorcism movies, it seems like, except, what was the um, the exorcism of Emily Rose? Yeah, yeah. I that, like that. I like that. that, I like that Which, yeah, but yeah. for some reason, this movie... She sees the pe- weird faces mm-hmm. on people. Yeah, 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 but yeah. she does a bunch of, like, physical contortions so that yeah. I feel like girl, Ashley Bell is, yeah, is doing something similar. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I couldn't help think of that mm-hmm. other movie when I was right, watching this yeah. But and they, as far as I know, those are the only two ones with the actual like contortionists and I not so. CGI. So yeah, at least on so. the mainstream level, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other like de- direct-to-video stuff that's been sure. done since that we haven't seen. You I'm, know? Sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but they always usually kind of the idea that an Exorcist movie always seems to to follow like to the T, which is why it's like you had the Exorcist, which was awesome, right? That was right. the first mm-hmm. one that really dealt with that in a serious mm-hmm. way. Everything since has been following that template where you have a central character who is usually a person of faith or has a strong uh, idea of uh, faith in God who loses it or questions it in Mm -hmm. some way and is then put in conflict with a thing that they're like, no, it's nothing. And by the end of it, it's like. This is going to, you know, it, it actually is the thing that yeah. uh, that we're talking about. It is a, a, a supernatural demon, and that's going to restore my faith, because if it's real, then God has to be real. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, it always, ends abruptly. Right. It always does establish, like, it establishes your main character's beliefs at the beginning, and everything else after that is to challenge it in one way or another. I just, that, it, that sorry, I went off on a really interesting <laughs> thought while you said that made me think of something. Have you ever seen a exorcism movie where a man was possessed? Yeah, wait. That's a good point. Um, um, was it the right? Well, yeah. the dad jumped from several different people, and, and it was um, primarily a woman in that movie. Anthony the, Hopkins true, was true. there to perform the exorcism in that one. The original version of uh, The Exorcist, the beginning, was a young boy, mm-hmm. but then they reshot it. Um, Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions has a male victim. I think actually The Exorcist, the, the story that The Exorcist, uh, the Linda Blair movie was based on, was mm-hmm. a boy in real yeah, life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I think it makes the audience um, in the movies. I think young women are looked as more vulnerable. And I think that's why they go with young women. I think you're right about in, that. In yeah, you feel more protective of them. Right. And I yeah. think that's why they go with that. Um, I, I don't know if it counts. The witch, the young boy, he's possessed by something. It's not, no, it's not, exorcism. not an exorcism. Movie. No, it's not. Yeah. Witchcraft. Right. If, but, uh, if it's you, even that. Witchcraft. I can't do it. But I think that's why they go with, with young women. I think it, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you're right about that. But it always gives these ingenues like a chance to contort sure. themselves or show. And they're always they, wearing a 1920s like nightgown. Yeah, they're always why? wearing some old ass nightgown. Because they're always because the people they run across are always like always backwoods. Yeah, people, backwoods, yeah. or at least like have decided to stay away from the modern advances of the world, and they're just kind of keeping it, or at least try to keep their lives simpler. 
Yeah. And so that mm-hmm. is a rep- representation of their simpler thinking or the simpler life they are trying that's to live. That's true. And that, but that's why I like paranormal activity because it doesn't do any of that. Yeah, yeah. but ironically, yeah. I've seen several movies that are like, you know, like The Haunting of Mar- Molly Har- Hartley or whatever the hell Jesus, it is. Jesus, yeah, there yeah. are too many of there's, these things. There's, yeah. there's too many. But where they do actually like, hey, we're going to school and then all of a sudden I get possessed and, you know, and it's just like, it doesn't work <laughs> as well as, you know, we're saying like, eh, it's a trope. I, why but they, didn't we want Watch that movie. I want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, haunting of a, Marley, Molly Harley. It, no, just the, the haunting hey, of the I'm possession going to school, of. I'm it's the haunting of. Yeah, that's yeah, the, the movie I want to see. Have you ever seen Ava's Possessions? Yes, I've heard of it. It's, it's a comedy <laughs> about a girl who's like she's been possessed, and, and then she's this in is like a when, support group. Yeah, she yeah. wakes up and like, huh? and everybody around her is like, whoa, okay, I've, like, uh, yeah, calm yeah, down. Yeah. yeah, there's like a support group for people that have been possessed. That's funny. <laughs> it's it's funnier in theory than the movie actually Sure. Is. Oh, yeah, because you got to extend that for at least an hour and a half. I'm like, Colin's oh, no, told, I get it for, you know, Because Kyle's the one that told me about it, and I'm like, I have to fucking watch this. And it was it was all right, but it, and it's funnier in theory. Than, it's the one joke yeah. movie, and yeah. Yeah. he can't yeah. run a full movie out of exactly. that one. Oh, no. It's yeah. like no. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's a good joke. It just doesn't last for an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this movie, uh, what are we missing talking about? I mean, there's a it gets extremely convoluted in its switchbacks and mm-hmm. like who is who and who's yeah. doing what i have a question you yeah. have probably done some research into this film i mean a little bit what stands out to me is that it feels like the end of this movie is from another movie like it didn't feel like the movie was going there like even this, though it literally showed it to you in drawings i think that <laughs> was a reshoot uh, to make because you think about that one scene where the show the drawings that foreshadow the end of the movie mm-hmm. appears at fucking like out of the fucking blue in the middle yeah. of the movie and you're like but you see different drawings before that the- you see, she has different drawings before that. They yeah. cut to the drawings like three times in the movie, yeah, the and first, they're different the every first time. The drawings that you see is um, uh, the... Uh, fuck, she has like a couple the biblical sl- ones, mm-hmm. and then she's yeah, like, like, oh, and that like, one I dreamed of. Yeah. Esther yeah. of Antioch yeah. or something. Yeah, and then there's yeah, the yeah. bloody cat, I think. Yeah. Then the bloody yeah. cat. But then yeah. after the bloody cat, but this is why I say to you well, that like a skilled person who's like, we're going to acquire this movie, but I don't like your ending. We should change your ending. And in changing your ending... Well, we need to give like some kind of foreshadowing, and she already had this thing with the pictures. We'll do a new scene with the pictures, and boom, put it in the middle of the movie. Well, if that's a reshoot, it fits in very naturally. Think, so, good yeah. job for the you know doing I that. I can't, I can't speak to the pictures. I didn't read anything about the pictures, but the ending was always the way it was supposed to be. Okay, damn it all. They they were very inspired. Uh, they said they want to do uh, the thing ending. The what? I, we're yeah. like we're like it what? could keep going. Where it and, could keep going. Yeah. 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 So that the way they did the ending, that was always. I, I I would. How dare they call it? Name it that. How dare <laughs> it's they? It's the Rosemary's Baby ending. <laughs> yes, there you because go. Because these fucking satanic movies, going, they just really like the thing. I guess but they always have to end up with the demon baby every fucking time. Like yeah. what's the deal? Like, yeah, but it gets thrown into the fire immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then it becomes they, a big fire monster. Yeah, I don't well, think yeah, they earned uh, their ending. Personally, but that's just I'm always curious about, and I swear to God, the only thing I know that has done this is like Omen 3, where you actually see Demon Baby grow up and become like an adult. Like, what happens after you give birth to the devil's baby? Yeah. It's always that moment of horror. You gave birth to the devil's baby. Right. And then it should just cut to 10 minutes and they're like, 
Man, that, that baby's a demon. I just, I just kill myself. That's what happens, you know? Like, yeah. I kill myself if, well, if well, yeah. it was me. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I knew was wrong. Yeah, exactly. But what happens to your demon baby when he grows up? Like, he's supposed this to usher in the end of the world. What's he He needs to make that movie. Yeah. What's this guy do? I mean, you know, I don't know. Well, he rules the world. How? I don't know. See, I Con, want to see this. I don't know. Well, you got yeah, Omen this, 3. The demon baby immediately burns. Yeah, yeah, immediately tossed into it's, a fire. It's yeah. purely just to invoke Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then the trees start moving and all that other yeah. stuff. Like There's the creaking of the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, it's impressive. And our main character mm-hmm. suddenly gets his faith back and decides this is the time to. Well, yeah, because like he said in the beginning, you can't believe in the God and not believe in the devil. So if he's yes. literally seen the devil right in front of his eyes, that means he can't not believe in God. Sure. So exactly. he set that up and then knocked it right the fuck down. So. Yeah. True. Very but true. I kind of appreciated that against the, uh, about the character, like at the mm-hmm. end, like because the, the I, I appreciate in movies when they do this and found mm-hmm. footage films, right? Where you've got a single cameraman and you have some kind of amazing thing happening in front of you that's like, oh, my God, there's like a demon coming out of the fucking fire right in front of me. They uh, take the time to actually give you the cutaways of how the pe- people to the left and yeah. right of them yeah. are reacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we Instead can actually cut that in. Staying on this <laughs> Satan coming to life. I have to see how everyone reacts to this. He's a cameraman to the very end. Yeah. We're like, no, we'll have a cutaway of the dude and his Bible and him staring at his Bible Never and him did, right. gathering his courage to like, Never did this happen more so than in the exorcism scene in the barn, which I'm like, there's a lot of cutaways in this. There's yeah. one camera. How is he getting all this? To be at one fair, point? she wasn't moving a lot in the barn. Right. She did. But, the, she like went into that weird back pose that you see on the cover in the poster, and she stood like that for a long fucking time. She did, yeah. but the, she hardly moved in that scene. The timing between when she asks the question and when he answers it is split second. And if he's got one camera, in I'm thinking of the real world. He's on her, and then he goes to him. Like the, the the timing doesn't technically match up. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's me nitpicking, but no, you're, there's like too said, many cutaways. You don't to any other movie you watch. That's the yeah. thing. Like uh, I think yeah. I think other I think it works better in other movies. I don't think there's. But when you watch a movie that's not found footage, you don't you don't apply that logic to it. Ah, that's what I'm is, saying. You like, can to this though. You can't to other movies. This is still yeah, because another movie adopts a god's eye view or whatever, right? right. The director's eye is basically this is not like, omnipresent. This no, is, this is there is a physical guy one. with a camera. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, the only why view. is he looking at this yeah. and not that? Yeah. Well, we are assuming the we're assuming we're trying to assume the thoughts of the person whose technical POV we are, you know, uh in well, at this point, because the he is another character. The cameraman yeah. is always another character. I mean, a lot of them, some of them do it well. I mean, HUD, right? Mm-hmm. The the joke of HUD, <laughs> the heads up display, is the the guy in Cloverfield. But they do have some kind of personality. Usually, you do hear them talking or something. And you hear mm-hmm. this guy talking. I don't think yeah. you ever see him like in a mirror or anything. You see him a little bit. He's over the camera when they're taking off the lens. Oh, and then you just catch him in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thankless role of yeah. camera. You you see him in the cartoon drawing of him being murdered. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I you catch I, him in a mirror once, and that's about it. I thought the last, the very last shot of this movie was the best example of how a cameraman would react, though, because when he's in the woods and he's running and he hears the twig snap and then he turns his camera to where he heard the twig snap yeah. which is what you would fucking do if you hear twig snapping in that direction and then he hears someone come up behind him turns that way and that's when it helps boom. you always have yeah. to have the, the convenience where the only light you have is on the camera and so you have to swing the camera mm-hmm. in that direction it's mm-hmm. like oh this, I gotta get my light mm-hmm. over there I gotta get my no, light but over like, here as a human being if you hear a sound you're turning your head in that direction well, right? Sure. so like yeah. 
if you're running for your fucking life and you're hearing twig snap, you're going to turn in that direction. Yeah. Right. So at that point, he's not thinking about filming. He's thinking about surviving, right? I, don't, I, I guess I've never, like, I don't know how you hold a camera when you're not trying to film something. Because <laughs> if I'm not trying to film something, I'm not still holding the camera yeah. like I'm trying to film something. The idea is it goes wherever you're looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is something that this movie does that I don't know if I have seen in another found footage movie, and you will have to correct me if I'm wrong. But in this movie... We actually get a POV from the monster of the movie, the villain right. of the movie. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't I've think ever so. seen that. Because at some point, so. possessed Nell picks up the video camera right. and goes wandering around. Yeah. And kills a cat. Kind of novel with the video camera. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I hate that scene. It goes on too long. It's a horrible scene. So it long. just keeps going and going the and going. The smashing? Yeah. The oh, crunching so of the bad. camera it's, bones yeah. as its blood bursts and scene. bleeds all over the... Have you no heart, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to evoke the the fear and the horror of the film here in our discussion. Oh, there was fear and horror in this movie? Well, that is subjective. I and, guess uh, so. The, the uh, purview of the viewer. Um, so, Nell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Possessed. Yeah. Or not. She's possessed. He performs this placebo thing. Yeah. They go to leave thinking they're done. End up going back. Because there's there's a bunch of back and forth between leaving and going back sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually find out through a through a fucking answering machine, which I love, uh, in 2010, that these people, she, country people have answering machines. She just decided to go up and like, I'm gonna listen to his messages. Fuck that guy. Well, no, no, I was more talking about man. the phone was ringing yeah. while he was. Yeah. yeah, no, like I'm more. I'm talking about. I appreciate the fact that people are still using answering machines right. in 2010. Okay. Yeah, you just know, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my parents still use an answering machine. <laughs> so well, that's my Do they have a recorded about. message? Oh saying, yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. This is supposed to be 2010 in this movie. Yeah. 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 Nobody has cell phones. Like there were cell phones, not, but like not when like, did they need to use one? But nobody to call had the one police call at the any police. point. Yeah, <laughs> to call the hospital at the. I mean, there are they, plenty. They took her to the hospital because she was at their hotel room. Right, but I mean, at some point, I, somebody I would have been on the phone to something. I don't see a narrative reason for a cell phone in this movie. Like, I don't see a point where they would need one. I don't know. Were they ubiquitous in 2010? Did everyone have them? I mean, think. yes, I think but so. Eight years they weren't ago, like they smartphones, were but they were like, I feel like, you know. yeah, I mean, when did the iPhone, iPhone was in around? 2006, I think. Well, what? A, really? Yeah, maybe. I think so. Because we're what, on the seventh yeah. version of that now? And they it's come like out every two and tenth, years and yeah. you do some math. Yeah. Yeah, in ten, two, yeah. yeah. In 2010, I had one of those phones that like you flipped up, it's got the keyboard. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I had too. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. There was yeah. I'm just saying there's not like obvious moments in this movie where you're like, well, that could have been solved by a cell phone. I, I feel like I didn't run into that many of those moments. Yeah, because they're no. isolated yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, who's yeah and, and there was all those moments like, you know, when when Nell was coming out of the house um, and the the producer was finally like, we should get out of here. We should mm-hmm. fucking get out of here. We should call the police. Like they have those moments, but. There's always something stopping them. Like, hold on, just wait. So there's never like a moment when they're pulling out their phone. You know, yeah. they always kind of stop before then. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with Michaela. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was ever really a point in the narrative that I missed it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and like I mean, Blair Witch, the 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 Adam Wingard Blair Witch has like a lot of those moments where it's like, it's why are you not using your cell phone right mm-hmm. now? You, you have literally yeah. body cameras and drones, but you're not using your cell phone right, right. now. This is fucking stupid. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think this movie covered those holes well enough. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so too. 
I didn't miss it. Well, the whole plot seems to revolve around like a uh, third act intervention from the na- friendly neighborhood cult, right? Which is, uh, <laughs> I guess it is kind of set up early in the movie where they talk to, like Blair Witch, you get uh, exposition, but you the don't townies. realize you're getting exposition the from townies. the townies, yeah. um, which sets up that there's this cult. I kind of like the way he did that, too, because he's always like... You stop anyone, you'll get your story. You'll get ten different stories just on the way there. And well, no, didn't he say yeah. if you ask five people for yes, stories, exactly. they'll give you ten stories. So each person will give you at least two stories. Yeah, right? yeah. So I, I, I kind of like that moment of exposition because he's really setting it up, like mocking them almost. Like here, just watch this. This is going to be good footage for you. Right. Yeah. But really, it's setting it up for later. And I, I kind of liked the way they did that, to be honest. And I liked how, like, <laughs> the thing I love about Cotton is like his smarmy mocking of people that they don't pick up on. I love love it. it. The way he was like, so where's the UFO landing site? (laughs) And she was like, oh, yeah, like, like, of course everyone knows. She says it so matter-of-factly, like, well, you know, it's down here and, like, and he's just got, like, a little smirk. Yeah. Because he knows. Well, here's a question that I have for, I don't know if this is a wrap-up question or not, but the idea of uh, when you go into these type of movies, the idea that they're trying to sell you reality, how well did they pull, the? because then you're, you're you're looking at characters who are either characters. You're looking at actors who are either a reciting lines that they've learned or b ad libbing, right? Mm-hmm. And usually it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. But I mean, did you think that they did well in uh, in? Does it feel like they're real people? The pastor felt like he was a real person. Yeah. When uh, I first go to yeah. meet him at the church, mm-hmm. that whole thing felt real to me. Mm-hmm. He felt very natural. Who else? Anybody, any of the townies they talked to earlier, they felt pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, I dig Cotton Marcus as a character. In I think he's I really great. Like I think it. he's yeah. great. Yeah. I love him. Was that a problem? With, have you seen The Exorcist, Last Exorcism Part 2? No. What's I, that I have not. I saw The Last Exorcism Part 2. How yeah, was did. it, Colin? It's a widescreen movie that takes place where it has the uh, the authorial uh, point of view. It is not a found footage movie. Oh. And it is huh. Ashley Bell's character after the events of this movie is in a boarding house with like several of the girls and she's uh possess- Abalom, the demon that haunts her comes back and there's a priest who has to stand against it and it was boring as fuck and i was like yeah. this is just terrible i mean it, i think the p- part of the appeal of the movie is you have to have cotton marcus yeah he's yeah. the best oh, he's the charisma yeah. of the movie mm-hmm. yeah he's the driving force mm-hmm. he's what makes it entertaining really I think uh, Iris's boom mic operator is a good like foil to him too. Yes. Like I enjoy I her a lot. So I well, agree. she's uh she's also I'm guessing the director. Yeah, I think she's yeah. the director. In the yeah, but well, yeah. only because of how much she has. Yeah, because she has say over like what they're actually going to do. I yeah. think mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> um, I, I like that scene when she gives her her boots. Her did Martins. you see why that was written in? They wrote it in because um, the insurance company would not insure her, not insure the movie if Nell was running around barefoot. Yeah, so they gave her boots, and they made yeah. like a, <laughs> a a point of showing. Yeah, like, look, yep. she's wearing boots. She's wearing boots. Check this out. Yeah. I gave her boots. She's wearing boots. We're good. <laughs> yeah. But damn, if someone gave me a pair of Doc Martens, I'd Dude. be so stoked. You I'd know, be so like, stoked. Yeah. Those are sweet boots. Yeah. Those like aren't it. regular Doc Martens either. They were a different color than the, like normal black, so they were expensive as fuck. You yeah, know that. Those are like, expensive. Yeah. And they also, the movie has to, and usually you do in this type of film, have to employ the nasal cam or the whatever. The It's kind of a, uh, a, a not like a medical uh, thing, but you have to get like right up somebody's fucking nose while like yeah. it's running. Yeah. You know, 
Yep, there's uh, yep. shit coming out of their mouth. They're, they're puking. And you got to sure. get right up on that shit. Sure. It's part and parcel with the found footage uh, possession. You have film. to. You have to. You yeah. Gotta. You got to look. Uh, yeah. Mm. You got to feel like you can get some on you. you yeah. Know, yeah. Everybody's got to be cold. It looks like you could feel the cold sweats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just looking mm-hmm. at these people. Huh? But this cult. So the cult is actually, uh, they go to see at some point because like, you know, Con Marcus doesn't believe in, in the devil, right? He's yeah. lost his faith. So he goes to the local uh, pastor of the local church. who has got a charming wife and they have a little thing set up and they're like, they're the, 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 Instrument of God in this church or in this town, right? Mm-hmm. But it turns out <laughs> they're actually like the people who run out in the woods at night and wear the fucking red robes. Sure. The devil's right? rain straight up robes. Like, yeah. it looks like a devil's yeah. rain. Was that like yeah, an homage yeah, yeah. or something? Because it seems ridiculous. Why do these fucking assholes always wear robes in movies? These devil know. worshippers. Well, just wouldn't you thing? wear black so that you're not as like noticeable, if anything? Like, right? red's going to stand. It's, it's we're so black. So you'll I mean, I suppose in. priests yeah. always wear the collar. So, like, if you're a devil worshipper, yeah. you Ceremonial. No, you're exactly right. It's ceremonial. Absolutely. It's supposed to be a little. uh, It just like a little flamboyant. Just like how Catholicism is based on ceremony. Have you seen a robe from the Catholics? (laughs) (laughs) That shit's flamboyant. And those like scarves that are all like colorful and shit too. Just like that. The embroidery is insane. This is mirroring that. That's how it is. Yeah. It reminded me of the the cultists in Drive Angry too. At the end of Drive Angry, they were like that. You always have to have it. I think that's. Part and parcel with yes. your, uh, if you have the devil in your movie, it's got to be a big bonfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Throw and, a baby uh, into it if you want. Yep. There's got yeah, sacrifice, baby, gotta yeah. Be sacrifice, yeah. fire, and Always red robes. Just, uh, yeah. uh, Satanists, correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We'd like to know. Please mm-hmm. write in and tell us. Yeah. Not too much. <laughs> I don't want to be. Keep it to like a hundred words. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know. I don't want you. Keep it light. Keep yeah. it light. I think I have Don't shame a us. Uh, actual uh, like satanic mass oh, uh, right. recording. Yeah, because Ooh, there it. was a band <laughs> called. Um, oh God, what were they called? Hopefully, it was just called Satanic Mass. I think it yeah. was called Coven, like a band or Coven. In the, or Coven. A band in the seventies, and one of their. I think they were in with Anton Lavey, and they have like a ten-minute track at the end of their. Thing which is a satanic mass. Ooh, we should do it as a bonus episode sometime. I may have It'll it be on fun. His phone. I, I'm down. I listen Let's do to it, it in the car while I'm driving. They go, uh-huh. "Hey, Satan, is it going to work faster?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, if it does that, I'll. Yeah, yeah I'm all that. That means Satan. I can sleep in later. If we could shave off a half hour. Yeah. Hail Satan. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. They just, they just converted really okay. yeah. uh, So maybe I'll tell you what. We should probably, what we're going to do, listener, we're going to tell you if we recommend it or not. Mm. Each one of us individually. So you're going to want to stick around for that. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is where the suspense of the episode actually kicks in. But prior to that, we're going to read some mailbag, and that means we're going to have to summon our mailman, Igor. So Igor, bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Thank you, Igor. Igor's got some red Doc Martens on. Where did you get the money for those? Did a, did a camera woman director give them to him? I hope so. Oh no! If you look, the you can see the the skin change. He cut those off <laughs> and put of them on as his legs. Those are oh, someone else's God legs. Damn it. E- Igor. God damn it, Igor. Uh, he was really jealous of those boots. Just like we were Holly. Those are you not supposed to do that. <laughs> 
Jesus. Well, uh, go give them back. <laughs> you can write into us. And we hope that you do on uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. On Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. You can write to us by email. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or you can follow along on Instagram for the time of your life. So, send us a letter. I like to watch. Well, right physical in. letters would be awesome. Physical letters would be I great. I was thinking Colin's address get a is. PO <laughs> I was thinking about getting us a PO box. Yeah, that'd go. be fun. Just see what Stephen King Lane. <laughs> uh, so I like to watch. Writes in and says I'm a newish Ew. listener and I'm going through the older apps and I came across Brain Dead Dead Alive, one of my all time yeah. favorites. Right. I saw it when I was 17 years old. It's gory goodness. I loved the love you guys showed it. The excitement yes. in your voices talking about certain scenes. That it's baby such a great scene. film. That baby scene. I love that. Movie. I love. I love that movie, but it also makes me sick to my stomach. A I love bit. that like, movie. That but, like, but like, no, to me, it's the pus going into the pudding. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't. I, oh, no, I, it's I, disgusting. I, I, the sound effects are disgusting it's in that movie. Disgusting. But it's the most yeah. fun, disgusting movie. It is. It is. So I disgusting. love that movie. Uh, about the last exorcism, finding Colin Milligan writes in. Did you find him? <laughs> and says, in regards to found footage horror movies, you really can't go wrong with Quarantine, the Yankee version of Wreck, that's R-E-C mm-hmm. for record, and Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, and check out Space Truckers if y'all haven't. That's all I'm going to say. I'm down yeah. for your Space Truckers recommendation. Space Trucker sounds awesome. Quarantine yeah, has I, my queen, Jennifer Carpenter. I looked it, so up. I, uh, yeah. I like Quarantine. Yeah. We're, and Michaela and I are actually just talking about Quarantine off camera. Um or camera. We're on radio. Um, Braille. <laughs> off Braille. Off Braille. Off Braille. Off Braille. I, looked off up, I looked up Space Trucker. That is on my fucking list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw yes. that movie. Yeah. It's a Stuart Gordon movie from yeah. Reanimator. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. on my list. Yeah, it's been on my list for like five years now. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was That's one of the first ones I put down. I'm just like, yeah. eh, if I remember, time. it's not that bad, but it's been I like liked it. fucking but 20 years since it's Yeah, it's fucking weird. So, and why quarantine? Why not wreck I mean, just saying. Uh, okay, but because quarantine's got Jennifer Carpenter well, in it, that's like, why it's yeah. virtually the like same that. movie. It is the oh, same yeah. movie. Uh, Geeking poetic writes in and says, "Found footage is an underrated style of filmmaking, in my opinion. Sure, most mm. of them are horrible and cliched, but the idea that the footage you're watching could be real is quite intriguing. Some of my favorite found footage movies are VHS, VHS two, Hell House, LLC, Europa Report, The Dark Tapes, and as as above, so below, to name a few. Damn." You do like found so footage. Yeah. What about Poughkeepsie tapes? <laughs> I was going to say my list would be opposite of that, but, you know, we'll get to it. Well, you need uh, the... Uh, Poughkeepsie tapes is, like, probably number one for me, I think. What was the one that was on Netflix, like, forever that... Uh, oh, God. It wasn't The Exorcism of. It was a something of so-and-so. Oh, it was pretty good. Was we, good. We, need, we need more than that, Kyle. Yeah. Can't help you. Yeah. What happened there? Don't know. God damn it. Must have been memorable. Okay. I'm Must giving it up. Uh, MF Mad says, I haven't seen The Last Exorcism, but my favorite found footage movie is Troll Hunter. I hope it's on the watch list. Thank you, Igor. It's a good one. I was hoping I he really would just like stop it. I haven't seen The Last Exorcism. And that would have been his comment. I'd be There's like, one okay. called Affliction that was pretty good yeah. that nobody fucking saw. And it ended up being, well, I don't know if I should spoil it for you. A guy I'm goes on, vac- it. it's like a vacation uh, travelogue thing. But he gets he meets this woman and then uh, he has a one night stand with her and then he gets afflicted. Uh. I oh, that makes so much sense for a found footage movie. Holy shit, I love that. It, it I like that like setup. Good. Yeah, and yeah. it was on uh, Netflix. Huh. Does he slowly watch himself deteriorate? Hmm. I can't tell you what it is because it's spoiler, but it was actually kind of awesome. But hmm. yeah. Hmm. Uh, so about. Last week's episode, which was I Know What You Did Last Summer, oh, HP yes. writes in. 
Hewlett Packard. Awesome. Wow. That's a big fan. Wow. That's a nice. verified. Are they going to sponsor us? I hope so. M- maybe. You send us computers. <laughs> HP writes in and says, I know what you did last summer still holds up. It's one of the very few post scream horror movies in the 90s that worked. Mm-hmm. And I remember being quite unsettled when, spoiler, Sarah Michelle Gellar dies because of how it was shot and staged. Definitely a time capsule and still a fun ride. I agree. Um, oh, yeah. actually, actually, we didn't talk about it on mic, but I was telling Michaela, I was like, that, the Sarah Michelle Gellar's death scene actually really bothers me still watching it. There's just mm-hmm. something very um, rapey. Very, very rapey. Real, very, real, yeah. It's like, it's not just a death scene. It's like, it's very violating. And it's, the fact that it's right there and like people are right there and it's in an alley, it's just, it's very uncomfortable. So I agree with you. It's a very right. jarring death scene. And they scene. don't go for a, a big gore moment with her yeah. or, or and anything. It's, and it's a long one. Like that's a long chase. She's running from him for that's, quite some time. And that and the ending just feels like someone getting like really beat up and killed. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, there's no. It's in a pile of garbage too. Like yeah. she's yeah. pushing in those it's garbage. Really, it feels it's like really it hurts. Disturbing. For something that they're that it's so not graphic at all. Like, yeah. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That sound sound design. Wow. Yeah. TGS one one two three seven one. Get a name. I think his last name's Stewart. I think it's TG Stewart. No, I don't want to know his name. Okay, I want whatever. to use say that. I want to use that joke every fine. time he writes in. That's what I want to do. It's well, fine. He writes in and expresses his undying love for Jennifer. I love Hewitt. It says, I'm Yeah, yeah, sure. the gorgeous Jennifer Love Hewitt Beautiful. in a slasher movie from now till mm-hmm. forever. Twenty years ago. And wants to know if any of us saw the first purge. Uh yeah, but the second one is way better. I still haven't seen the first purge. The- <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Zing. There it is. Oh. Uh, about our episode uh Alligator, Andrew John writes in and says, Robert Forrester losing his hair is my favorite aspect of the film. We lose it every time they do that. Great episode as usual. It made my day while going through some shitty health stuff. Can always count on you Aww. to cheer me up. Well, Aw, that's so sweet. It's a good movie. I like that movie. That was fun. That was fun. Alligator. And uh, Jonathan Holt writes in and said, uh, great episode this week about the alligator episode. Hope to hear what you guys think of the Meg movie once it comes out next month. (laughs) There might be a freak show field trip coming up. (laughs) Sure. If ever there was a movie that sounds like a freak show movie. Jason Statham, Rain Wilson. It's going to be so bad. Like... Dude, Not in a good way either. That, what are you Rain talking Wilson about? It. It's uh, going to be the greatest fucking film of the summer. It's got like a $150 million budget behind it. There's tra- a giant fucking shark yeah. just attacking just an underwater. Just because you make it bigger doesn't make it better. That trailer I, makes I'm me so I'm so not happy. looking forward to this movie. <laughs> but it's going to be expensive if nothing else. Yeah, you've got to get the cool. joy level in Right, Shauna so I'm just going to be too. just be like, you spent that money on that? But I'm just saying, like, okay, as someone who's watched all the Sharknados, like... Like they're Wait, who is this person? Yeah, me. You? It is me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh. Um, they are <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they they don't get any better no matter how much money they get because it's still uh-huh. sci-fi, but like this is like a this is China um, Hollywood and our Hollywood coming together to make a movie. <laughs> yes. So there's lots of money yes. in it. Yes. China Hollywood. <laughs> China no, Hollywood. seriously, like China has invested a I lot of money in this movie. I think you're turning him off. So. Yeah, well, no, when was the last like... time you saw a $150 million creature feature in theaters? Uh, it was the Great Wall. I mean, sorry. That was not Avatar. a creature feature. Uh, there was monsters Avatar. in it. I don't know. That, that was not a creature feature. That uh, was I a also fucking, didn't see it. Yeah. So. yeah. I, so just I don't think I don't think creature features deserve to have a hundred fifty million dollar budget. That doesn't make them good. Well, just wait for my next pick. Just prepare your heart, Sean, because it's coming. Yeah, I'm. That's fine. Yeah. I will see it. Yeah, uh, it's not going to make me uh, like it. 
Just saying. I have no. I. I you I'm, say that now. I'm you might even, like it. You might great. like it. That's fine. I'm disliking it going into it. And maybe my mind will be changed. We shall see. Unlikely. So yeah. that brings us to the most exciting moment of the night: Thunderdome. <laughs> the Thunderdome. Are, the Thunder are, there, are we verse each yeah. other in this Thunderdome? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. It's totally the versus. Face off. Yeah, face off. Don't recommend. We need like yeah. a theme music going into this. Some kind of. We're like drums. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. So here we go. The final wrap ups on the last exorcism. Should you watch it, Colin? Should we? What do you think of the last exorcism? I tell you what. Uh, you tell it, me what. It doesn't survive. Uh, the more I watch it, the less it works. But I got to tell you, the Who first this, experience. By the way? Is this yours or Holly's? It's Colin's. Okay. No, but it's Holly's movie. It's right, my but movie, you have the, you the physical own copy. Yeah, I own a copy. Okay. That's because that's that tells a lot about. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think it, it, it's ironic. <laughs> I own very few. It seems like uh, found footage movies. Mm-hmm. I do have a copy of Wreck, which I think is maybe my favorite. Like what I was gonna. Maybe outstripping Blair Witch. Blair Witch is a goddamn classic. I wasn't really a big fan of that. But I saw it so late, you know. I think some of these, but maybe some of these you have to see in cycle, you know. Like, you have to see them when they came out in the, you know, and what had come before them. What was going on, what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. But once you've seen, like, everything else, and then you see Poughkeepsie takes, like, yeah, well, I feel like a context I don't know, that one disturbed me to my core in ways that no other found footage movie has ever done. You're just like, yep. There's certain moments that we are like, I, I shouldn't be watching this, and I, I, I shouldn't be watching this. Is how that, that that's the long line for this movie. I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> Just keep telling yourself. Yeah, it's only a movie. Yeah. Only a movie. <laughs> only a movie. <laughs> um, didn't Rennie Harlan make a found footage movie? Wasn't it Blood Gulch or Blood? You know Glacier what? Just Rennie Harlan. You can stop whenever <laughs> you have that name. Rennie, you know? Probably everybody like, yeah. did it, right? Um, that's how pervasive oh, found Rennie footage Harlan. movies. If Rennie Harlan directed the Meg. I'd be there. Uh, yeah, I'd see, be there I think that's. I wouldn't go see that. But Statham, Statham, and Rain Wilson aren't like a selling Statham. point. Rain Wilson. Uh, I mean, he's the only good selling point. I think that here's the things that this movie has going for it. I think it has two really good performances at the core of it. I think Patrick Fabian and Ashley Bell carry the hell out of this movie. I like them. I like what yeah. they're doing. I like uh, uh, Cotton, Marcus, and Nell. And they elevate the film. I mean, I was really entertained by him and his journey and the you know experience of his filming his last exorcism. Once it actually becomes like, well, she actually is possessed, then you get Nell or Ashley Bell being able to do all her, like, this is what a possessed person does. And, like, does she pull it off better than other people? She pulls it off at least as well, and it's probably above average. Uh, I thought the movie was put together pretty well. Uh, The first time around, I was engaged with it the entire way through. Mm -hmm. Uh, The more that I watch it, obviously, I think, you know, a lot of this is the problem with found footage movies. They're... Pretty much one-offs, right? You watch them the first oh, yeah. time. They don't have rewatchability. Yeah, the no. best no. experience you're going to have is the first time through, and then after that, right. yeah, a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, so I would say if you haven't seen it, I mean, I would recommend the movie. I, you know, I think it's a decent horror movie. Uh, yeah, you should check out uh, The Last Exorcism. Michaela, what do you think? Um, I, I agree a lot with what you said, Colin. I think that the... This movie has a lot of strengths, and I think one of its biggest strengths is that its pacing is incredibly mm-hmm. fast and easy to follow. I think um, Holly and I were talking off mic that, like, as much as I love Blair Witch, and that will always be like 
near the top oh, of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The the original. Oh, yeah, we do have to be yes. very specific. Oh, <laughs> the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, you realize yes. what you just yeah. said. Um, it will always be near the top for me. Its pacing is very slow. Uh, it's a, it's a slow burn. This movie, like, it gets into it pretty quickly, and it moves quick enough. Mm-hmm. To be interesting, it's a brisk 87 minutes, which I don't think found footage movies ever need to be over 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that is definitely to its strengths. I think Cotton Marcus is a great character. Patrick Fabian does a great job. Mm-hmm. He's like the, like, the whole movie's centered around him and he carries it really well. Yeah. And I really, like, I wish better for that actor based on yeah. this movie. He's wonderful. Yeah. And I, I, I just love that, like, Every found footage movie you watch is like a small like subset of people trying to like prove the thing they believe in is true, right? And this movie is he's just being like what you believe is fucking bullshit, but I will go along with it as long as it pays my bills. Like that's his thesis, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is it's the opposite of like um, insurance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the opposite of like a Blair Witch of we're trying to prove this thing exists or or like, you know, paranormal activity. We're trying to prove we're being haunted or like, what was it? Phoenix Forgotten. We're trying to prove UFOs came yeah, here. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's the opposite of that because it's trying to just be like, I don't care if you believe it or not as long as you pay me to do my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, it's. I, I, it does a little too many back and forths of like, is this really happening or is it not? Mm-hmm. And the more I watch this, the more I'm just like, why did the family write to these people in the first place? Is kind of the place I keep coming back to. Like, why why did did the dad ever write to him in the first place? Well, he thought he was a genuine exorcist. Like, yeah. but did he genuinely believe his daughter was possessed then? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. well, the dad's always, so, thought, dad's yeah, he, dad's always thought that. Yeah, okay. That's the thing in these movies. It's like you always go into it with. It turns out the people you think are crazy are yeah. always like a hundred percent right. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. It's very true. I yeah. was I, when I was. Yeah. Uh, it felt weird in a movie because it happens more in the second half. Sorry to interrupt. No, go for um, it. Just like you said, the camera and what it's doing, it is stationary yeah. a lot through the first half because mm-hmm. in the later half we get the zoom-ins on everything, which mm-hmm. wasn't As happening. As things get more chaotic, right. the camera yeah. work gets right. more chaotic. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what? I saw a movie, have you seen a movie called Seventh Moon, which was from, uh, I think there's nope. Daniel Merrick and who's the other guy who directed Eduardo Blair? Sanchez. Mm-hmm. I think it's Eduardo Sanchez mm-hmm. made a movie, but he adopted the style of Blair Witch, which was kind of the handheld thing mm-hmm. for fictional, uh, you know, like third person or you know whatever uh, right objective storytelling um, yeah. but his movie feels like blair witch mm. even though it's like it's not mm. a found footage movie interesting mm-hmm. gotcha yeah. Hmm. huh yeah um i i i like that this movie it was made relatively cheap but it doesn't feel cheap mm-hmm. i think that when you look at its budget you're like oh yeah i could see that but like it doesn't it's not a blair witch of like whatever you know sixty thousand dollars or whatever mm-hmm. they made blair yeah. witch on or whatever um it's it's got a lot of good things going for it. It's like it's very raw, but at the same time it feels like you know, they talk they set up a lot of things and knock them down effectively that mm-hmm. there are a lot of plot holes covered. Like he talks about how they go to Louisiana and like this is a place where Catholicism rubs up against voodoo, rubs up against, you know, like Pentecostal Baptists right. and all these crazy like performative religions. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that he's saying that while they're driving through and they're panning in on gators like really sets you up for like this is a very performative place. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I saw this movie twice in theaters. Once was a really bad date. Uh, oh, um, girl, I've had so many. Of those. Yeah, but I really enjoy this movie, so I would definitely recommend it. I think that it's actually kind of given me a lot of thoughts to like while Colin was especially talking about how how we approach the exorcism movie 
in general because I've seen a lot of bad ones. The oh, right yeah. is a terrible one. I've oh, seen a lot terrible. of bad ones in theaters, especially. Um, and the this is the Devil's Do. The Devil's Do oh, is bad. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of bad, and this this could have been really bad because it is an intersection of two genres that mm-hmm. have been just done to death. Mm-hmm. Um, for good found footage, Poughkeepsie tapes, Blair Witch Project. This one, that taking of yeah. Deborah Logan, that was the one. That I was one's good. Of earlier. That one's good. That was it. Um, <laughs> that one's really good, actually. Yeah. Suspense. You set it off. You paid it off. Yep. Later. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I will stop talking now. <laughs> Sean, what did you think of the last exorcism? Uh, I like how Colin was playing the long game with that. Figuring <laughs> <laughs> out that name and it came back. Um, I think I don't know. The best parts about this movie are the actors. Um, I think. Uh, Cotton, uh, Fabian, he's, he's charismatic as his character. I think Ashley Bell kills it. I think mm-hmm. she's doing really well in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. she's, she's very believable to me. She plays the, the innocent, um, very well. Yeah, especially in that first scene when they're first talking to her. Yeah. Like, she she just does such a wonderful job playing that pure soul type she of does, character. She does, and just the laughter. It feels, yep. She feels very genuine. Yeah. Which, uh, on the turn for her character, like, mm-hmm. when they walk in her room and, like, who are you talking to? And they close the door. And that smile that creeps smirk. up Ooh, just before creepy. it closes. Yeah, that is just like that's good. I yeah. like when they do stuff like that. Yeah. So the the acting I think is the best part of this movie for me. Unfortunately, I don't I don't truck with found footage movies. I, there's something mm-hmm. about it. It's just I maybe it's something wrong with me. There's something in me that just doesn't like these movies. I mean, there's few exceptions, obviously. Um, but I I can't do it. it. To me, this movie, the scariest parts of this movie are the father as the true believer who will go to whatever extent because of his belief in something, no matter what, whether it seems crazy to us or anything like that, that he would go to the point of like, he's like, you, you fix her. I will like, mm-hmm. or I'll kill her. Like his true belief, no matter what evidence would point to otherwise. And the fact that he would keep going in that, that's the scary stuff to me. Anything else that happened in this movie Maybe it's the time I'm watching it that I've seen so much other stuff. Maybe you have to go back to the 2010 to have this movie be scary. But I mean, I felt like I knew where we were headed at the end of this movie. Um, the ending doesn't do anything for me. It just it feels a little comical that we get to dudes, you know, in robes and big fire demons and stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it didn't do it for me, and it's not. <laughs> it's not a scary movie. I appreciate her uh, her contortion. You know, the fact that she can do this to herself, and and that imagery is you know it's kind of cool. But nothing about this movie is scary to me. I don't. I don't know. I just it's not for me. I don't recommend it. Um, like I said, acting is the best part, but I would skip the hell out of this movie. It just goes into the pile for me. It's it's crazy that you say that. Like so, so you're saying that the the father character like will go to the ends of the earth for what he believes, yeah. which is so funny because when you think about his character in Westworld, like that's how he starts out, <laughs> yeah. but then he short circuits entirely and yeah. it's like my whole belief system is <laughs> fucked. Yeah, but <laughs> like, when you think about this movie, when you yeah. watch it again, yeah. the guy's a fucking hero because he, he is, is the like, hero. He like he is actually facing. The devil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, like, he, he like was dies. right. Yeah, he yeah. dies the hero's death. We last uh, see him tied up. Like yeah. he ain't gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's uh, so crazy yeah. that that character, that actor, has played like both ends of like the same character, though. Yeah. You know, when you think about it in that sense, that yeah. like, yeah, he also it's- played a werewolf in True Blood, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was JD. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd rather watch him do that than uh, ever watch this movie again. So Holly. <laughs> 
You brought this movie. What did you I think did. of it? Um, I I agree with you on on the aspect that I found footage is not my bag either. I I, I don't like found footage, partly because I get motion sick, which I did watching this again. Um, so I'm I'm honestly not quite sure why I didn't think of that when I picked it, <laughs> <laughs> because I was like sick to my dramamine. I was like sick to my stomach halfway through this. I'm like I don't know Damn. if I'm gonna make it to recording, <laughs> um, but. But honestly, like the the story of this one, I really dig. Um, I I agree with with everyone that the character the the characters of Cotton and Nell carry this movie. Like the, they are the center, they're the heart. I think these actors do a fantastic job. I I absolutely love Cotton. He's just such a wonderful character. I I think um, Fabian does a wonderful job. He's so charismatic, and he's just so entertaining to watch. I. Again, I think it's because like the way he, the way his persona is, is very true to a lot of people that I've actually known. Like a lot of people in that world are really like this, and and I really love that aspect where he's just like, yeah, you can call me a fraud. That's your word. Like he won't he won't call himself that because he knows what he's doing is is to feed his family to, to do what he thinks is right because he does think he's really helping people. Right. And so maybe there's just, he has. And maybe he has. And there's just something really like, I don't know, kind of not admirable, but kind of admirable about that character. He's like, it might be it might be total bullshit, but I'm trying to help. Point proven, I think, to your point is Mm -hmm. that after the exorcism, look what Cotton does to the dad. Yeah. He takes a moment to tell him to let it go and that he needs to like he is genuinely trying to help him at that point to ease his suffering. Yeah. I thought that was a good character moment. For Cotton. I think like, so, Because he's actually, it feels like in that moment, he's actually trying to help the dad get over his grief and to, right. and to you know, try and help him heal. So yes. I like that moment for that character. I agree, because you're watching him do these things in these moments when he's in the bed, when he's in the bedroom doing the exor- the fake exorcism, and he's doing all these tricks, and you see... How did he move the bed? He put some kind of... He put, like, some boards yeah. underneath, because yeah. mm-hmm. that's why he walked to that side of the bed. Mm-hmm. That's he, he's, What yeah. kind of leverage did he have? That's a look like a heavy <laughs> fucking <laughs> bed with a girl on it. I am, Special woo. effects, Sean. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. He's got a whole, yeah, a whole fucking studio in there. That's why he had, like, case. winked at the camera when he loaded his stuff in the dear car. Lord. Yeah, This like, seems like yeah. there's a lot a lot to be yeah. doing with moving a bed. But He said, hey, I have to feed my family, so I do anything, you know. But I really love that contrast. They're showing him set up all these tricks and you're thinking, wow, this dude's such a fucking asshole. But then the more they show, the more you realize, like, no, he really is trying to help. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely. And he might be full of shit in the religious aspect, but he really is trying to help people. So there's just something really kind of beautiful and harmonious about the writing of that character. Um, so I, I love him. And that might be, like, why I really do enjoy this movie. Um because I know we've seen countless exorcism movies, and most of them don't hold up. But I think this one really does. There's something that kind of draws me in, and I think the story is very well told. I think it's put together very, very well. Um, the movie is just composed in a really wonderful way. I think the editing is great. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it doesn't drag. It, it's, a, it's a steady pace. I don't really have a problem with the ending. I kind of dig the ending. Um, yeah. I, I, I like this movie. I I agree that it's probably not the best for a rewatch because once you've seen it all, it doesn't have the same effect. But there's plenty um, of special features to keep you coming back. Because <laughs> my God, it is stacked. Tons of special features. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I, I would I would recommend The Last Exorcism. I think it's good. 
Right. There you go. Well, there you go. Three to one, Sean. Three to one. Three to one. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm. Yeah. That's not, I'm I feel Sometimes good about my, Thunderdome turns it. out that way. Yeah. <laughs> Four people enter and only three people leave. <laughs> oh, do I get stuck here? That doesn't. I feel like I get to leave and you guys get to sit here watching this movie for I the don't rest think of the that's, that's how I feel so. about it. Uh, so next By week. By that logic, we're all also watching. I know what you did last <laughs> summer for forever, too. So. <laughs> yeah. So next week we are watching a movie that's chosen by Kayla. Michaela, what are we watching next week? What canon movie? Are we ending the summer of canon? Is it the end? Yes, the really? end. Summer of canon is coming to an end. Jesus, um, we only get how many? Do we get three. That's been okay. That's th- it's been enough. This summer. <laughs> 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 you know, you know. I I was right, gonna. So you're ending it. I was gonna end the semester early. You know, be one of those professors to cut it off early. Yeah. But you know, I, I thought I'd stick it through. We blew our load doing all the best movies last summer. Yeah. That was no. the problem, because uh, you know, this summer, if you remember, we've had break into, and then we yeah. had Started Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, <laughs> and that's what we've done so Ooh. far. Uh, we're gonna finish up Summer of Canaan with 1983's Hercules with R- Lou Ferrigno. Oh, oh shit. Boy. Oh boy. oh, boy. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Okay. All right. Boy. We might be in for another your situation, so. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's something. It's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah, damn it, I already watched a Hercules movie this week. Wait, have you seen this, though? The I one with Lou Ferrigno? I think so. I've seen. Uh, no, you would know. Oh, yeah. Believe me, you would know if you yeah, did. No. Is there another one? Have you I think seen it's him? a Luigi Cosi movie. It I think is. It's the director yes, it of Star yep. Crash. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I haven't yeah. seen it, and I'm yep. excited. Is it, is, what's it called? Is it Hercules? It's Hercules. You just called Hercules. There are two movies from back to back. Hercules and the Adventures of Hercules. I may have seen one of these. Yep. All right. No, you would know if you saw this one. Trust me. (laughs) I'm excited. They turn into neon animals and fight each other. There's a bear. He punches a bear into space. I think I yes! Movie. Let's <laughs> do it! Playing on right. ATV he p- so. punches a bear into outer space. Oh, it's so, fantastic. Yeah. There we go. So that's next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, the basement is going dark. Mm-hmm.